According to Jess. I am your host, Jessica Anderson, and today I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions and just starting the new year in general. But first, I wanted to kind of catch up because, you know, when I started doing this podcast, just with how busy I am taking care of my my two kids and my husband's work schedule and everything I have going on, I started out doing just two episodes a month. And I was maintaining that for a while. Some months my episodes got out later in the month than I would have liked, but I tried to like evenly space them out. Then I got to this point, I think it was right around Halloween, where I had a lot of ideas and so I wanted to put episodes out closer together and I ended up just continuing to put episodes out once a week for I think eight or nine weeks straight and I was really excited about that to kind of finish off the year with an episode a week and I am planning on continuing that once a week episode release schedule for this year. But what I wasn't planning on is having to take a couple weeks off for the end of this past year. I was very busy and I was a little stressed out um, because of some plans that we had coming up and I'll get to that in a minute. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to take the time off, not that I was opposed to taking a holiday break, but I wanted to keep my momentum going because I knew that if I took the time away from recording, that it would be harder to come back, which has been totally true. I knew that coming to record was going to be hard and I've actually been kind of dreading it which is funny because I have really enjoyed recording. I love putting out episodes and talking about my experiences so to dread it, it, that's not really something that I want but I think it's just because I'm kind of out of my rhythm and we just got out of the holidays which were great but chaotic and you know just this time of year in general where you don't have a lot of daylight and it's really cold like my instincts are to just kind of sit and veg and take things a little bit slower and recording for this podcast is not does not give that feeling it's not a slow thing it's something that I have to purposefully and intentionally fit into my life. It's not easy to do. My husband and I trade off um, putting the kids to sleep at night and so I only have either three or four nights where I'm not laying down with them and spending that time at bedtime to be able to record. And our kids often wake up early, so we go to bed usually by uh, 9 or 10. So my, my opportunities are kind of limited. And so that makes things a little bit difficult. Anyway, Happy New Year to you all. 
and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, because it has been a few weeks. Part of what threw off my schedule is that my son scratched my eye really bad. So I had already been kind of planning on taking a break because we had so much going on um, with with traveling and activities for the holidays and visiting with family. But my plan was to use some of that time that I wasn't putting out an episode to actually get ahead and just have like a backlog of an episode or two for like emergencies. And that did not happen. So I was getting my kids into the bath and I was helping my son take off his shirt to get in. And as I bent down to help him lift his shirt over his head, he shot his arms straight up and his eye and his fingers went straight into my eye, my left eye. And it hurt really, really bad. And I was really frustrated because right before I was getting them into the bathtub, I saw his fingernails and that they were long. And so I thought to myself, okay, I'll get him in the bath and then I'll either clip his fingernails while he's in the bath or right after. Like that was a thought that went through my head. So when he poked his finger into my eye, it was just the worst. And I was reliving an experience from 2022. The other eye, my son also scratched. I had been laying down with him. He was, he was one, about one and a half, and he needed us to like lay down with him so that he could fall asleep. So I was laying down with him on the couch and he was like just kind of laying on top of me, like on the side. And I was just, I think, reading on my phone and all of a sudden he kind of flipped out and his hands went straight into my eye, my right eye, and it hurt really, really bad. I could not open my eye the rest of the, the night and I, I had never had a really bad eye injury before. So I was just taking like wet compresses, like wet rags and laying them over my eye and I was trying to rest my eye and I just went to sleep it was really painful. I, I actually, I continued to lay down with my son that night until he fell asleep. And then I kind of stumbled into his room to lay him down. Um, and then I came in and I'm like, uh, to my husband, I'm like, hey, uh, he scratched my eye really bad, but I didn't feel like I could move him. And if you, if any of you are parents of like babies out there, you probably understand that you don't want to risk waking up your baby when you're trying to put them to sleep. So I went to bed that night and I just figured that it would be better in the morning. And the pain had gone away in the morning, but I could not see clearly out of that eye. And so I waited for a few days and then I called to get into the ophthalmologist. And I went in about a week after the injury. And they said, yeah, you have a, a zigzag line right over your cornea. 
and you just gotta give it a couple months to see if it heals by itself and if not then you have to come back in we have to scrape off like that layer on the top of your eye so that it can grow back correctly again so i had blurry vision for about three months straight and it was it was really difficult to handle i have pretty good eyesight i don't need glasses yet I probably will when I'm older, uh, just based on genetics, but I haven't really had to deal with blurry vision or not being able to see, and especially with my history of migraines, you know, any little thing kind of aggravates it, and so I spent three months just feeling super defeated because I would go outside, you know, in like the trees, uh, the, the leaves on the trees would be a big blurry mess. And when, if I was ever driving at night, the lights would, of the headlights on the cars would just spread out everywhere and I couldn't really see. So I felt like I couldn't drive myself very well anywhere and I couldn't read very well. I couldn't look at screens very well. And I mean, this is a three month span, so it was a very long time. And luckily one day out of nowhere, my eyesight was no longer blurry, so I think my eye just finally healed over. But during that time, and even several months after, I would wake up sometimes in the morning, and suddenly my eye would hurt really bad. And the ophthalmologist had actually told me that sometimes your eyelid at night can get stuck to the top of your eye, especially after an eye injury, and then rip off that layer of cells. And so then it has to like re-heal itself. And I'm pretty sure that that's what kept happening. And so I was just trying to use eye drops like they told me frequently. And luckily I don't have that problem anymore, but it lasted for a really long time. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago, When my son did this again to the other eye, I was instantly terrified that I was not going to be able to see out of my eye for several months. And with the holidays coming up and a couple of trips and different things going on, I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to really participate or that if I did participate, it was going to be kind of a miserable experience because I wouldn't be able to see very well. My husband was out at the store when it happened, which was kind of nice because I was able to tell him to pick up some eye drops while he was out. So he comes home and I am just holding like a tissue over my eye because I'm in a lot of pain, but I have two kids in the tub and I go and I lay down the rest of the night. My eye is hurting pretty intensely. Um, and I just try, I take some, I took some melatonin so that I could try to fall asleep and let my eye heal. I put the eye drops in and just, just let it be, went to bed. When I woke up in the morning, my eye was still hurting really bad. And that was different than the last time that it happened. So I called the ophthalmologist in the morning And they only had 
one appointment for the day and it was about 45 minutes away and the appointment was 30 minutes from the time that I was on the phone. So I had to postpone it to the following day. So that whole morning that I woke up, I could not open my left eye, the injured eye. And when I did have my good eye open, it made my bad eye hurt because the eye would move around under the eyelid and it would be agitated. So I couldn't really open my eyes for the first half of the day, for about 18 hours from the time that my son scratched my eye. When I was on the phone to schedule an appointment, the lady's looking through my file, putting in my information about the injury and everything, and she goes, wait, what eye is this? I said my left eye, and she's like, you also injure your right eye? I'm like, yes, about a year, a little over a year ago, also by my son. And she's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Can you believe that it would happen a second time in the same way you think maybe I'd learn? So got to keep on top of my son's fingernails for sure. So, to get back to my story, I scheduled the appointment for the next day, and um, luckily, about halfway through that that day, I was able to finally open my eyes, and I could see. So, I knew that the injury wasn't straight over my cornea like the last time, which I was really grateful for, but it still hurt really bad. I had to wear sunglasses and I still couldn't see all that well. I was carrying around tissues because my eyes wouldn't stop watering all day, and my house was a mess. We were supposed to have people coming over the next day, some out-of-town relatives to come visit, and I had wanted to clean my house, and of course, you know, the everyday things of taking care of my kids, and it just all felt impossible. Um, Luckily, my mother-in-law heard about the injury and so she brought over some dinner for that night and she came over and she helped me clean up my living room and throw the dishes in the dishwasher and she even got my kids involved. So that was like a total blessing. And I thought that I'd be pretty well set for the next day and based on the improvement that I had had, from the morning until the evening of being finally being able to open my eyes and being able to see, I figured I'd be good for the next day. We'd have people over in the morning at our house, and then I'd go to my appointment at the ophthalmologist in the afternoon just to check on my eye and make sure that I was okay. I went to bed that night, and at 2 a.m., I woke up with a terrible migraine which was to be expected given that I hadn't been able to see most of that that day and just being my body being thrown out of any sort of rhythm. So I got up and I took some medicine because I could feel how bad of a migraine it was going to be that day. I went back and laid down and within about 20 minutes I was throwing up and I was like, that sucks because that means that 
the medicine isn't going to work to take care of my migraine, which means my migraine is going to get worse. And so I could immediately see how all of this was playing out in my head. But then I got up and I had to throw up again. I had to run to the bathroom and again and again and again the whole night and into the morning. And I could not get out of bed without throwing up, which is pretty unusual for me. Having had migraines for so long now, I'm generally pretty good at treating my migraines before they get bad enough that I throw up. It used to happen a lot more when I was going through puberty, and so I think my migraines were a little worse at that point with the hormones, Uh, but also I just didn't have access to medicine while I was at school, and I didn't really know my body quite as well. So in my adulthood, I've actually been way better at managing my migraines, even though I have them so often. But this was one of the worst migraines of my entire life. Not in pain level, but just the fact that I could not get out of bed. Because usually, even when I have a really bad migraine, I can at least get up and sit on the couch, you know, do some things for my kids... I could not get out of bed. So I just laid in bed literally the entire day. We had to cancel having people over. I didn't get to go to my appointment at the doctor. And my husband had to juggle working from home. And it was an extremely busy week for him at work. Visiting with his out-of-town family and taking care of the kids. And so it was just crazy and being like out of commission for those three days was super stressful because we had Christmas coming up that I felt like I didn't really get to prepare for there were things that we had wanted to do with the kids like seeing Christmas lights and you know finishing the last minute wrapping and Uh, We also were preparing for this trip that we were taking the day after Christmas for five days. And suddenly, I didn't have time to prepare for any of that because this was all right before Christmas. So that also meant that I didn't get to do any catching up for my podcast or any planning and really any relaxation either. Part of why I wanted to take that time off was so that I could kind of regroup and take some things off of my plate and instead I just had like this massive heap of stuff piled onto my plate because of the injury. So that's kind of my crazy pre-Christmas story and part of why I have been missing for a couple of weeks. It has given me some time because while while I was laying there, unable to open my eyes, unable to get out of bed, I've given a lot of thought to episodes that I want to do and thinking about this new year that we're in and things that I've learned over the past year. So I'm very excited for what's coming up. One of the things that I've been thinking about over and over is just New Year's resolutions and how there's so much focus 
on new year and new beginnings. And while I think that that is a good thought and that we should be thinking about progress that we want to make and reflecting on things that we've learned, I also feel like a lot of the time making new goals right at the beginning of the year can be counterproductive because we're coming off of a bunch of holidays which usually involves a lot of family time like um, we just came back from that cabin like I was talking about and it was a lot of fun but we spent five days in a cabin with 35 people or so Um, all family and especially for someone like me who's more of an introvert like it's actually really draining and it was fun but my kids were up late every single night so now we have to work on getting them back on their schedule we went from the craziness of my eye scratch and migraine and everything to Christmas And Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we had a lot of family events going on. And then we went straight into packing and preparing for the cabin, which we had to do all in one day since we lost that time during my eye injury. And gone the whole week. And then we come home and we suddenly have all of this extra laundry to do and Christmas to clean up and just... like a lot of things to do it doesn't really feel like a fresh start at all at the moment and it's going to take some time for us to kind of get back on track and we haven't been eating like we normally do we have to get back into our homeschool routine like there's just so many moving parts that kind of have to get put back into place and yet people want to start these new goals and make big plans and that's not I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing but when you make a goal and you want to start it and stick to it and then you fall off the wagon people usually will lose the motivation to continue on with those goals because they've fallen off kind of like I was talking about with my podcast you know I started recording every single week and then I got kind of thrown off and then suddenly I found myself not super motivated to come and record an episode and to get back on track because it's hard to do. And at the beginning of the year, there's still holidays going on and getting thrown back into the swing of things and it's the winter time where you don't have quite as much energy because the sun isn't out as much and you're fighting that seasonal depression and it's cold so it's hard to get your body moving and there's so much fighting against you. Something that I've learned about myself over the past couple of years is that I do way better sticking to my goals when I'm starting in the spring which I think actually makes a lot of sense because spring is when it starts to get warmer outside and it's really starting to get lighter and things are fresh and growing and beginning and life is kind of picking back up again. Why is it that we 
want to try and fight that natural cycle by beginning things when we're just starting the winter time. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I've noticed that for me, I can stick to a goal way better during a year when I'm starting just a couple months into the year when spring is beginning. And I've seen it. I've seen it with my decluttering and my budgeting and my goal of getting outside with the kids more often. All of the goals that I have made for myself over the past few years during the spring, I have actually stuck to way better. Either that or the goals that I carry over from the previous year. So... In 2022, I started decluttering right around April and I decluttered over a thousand things that year. And rather than setting a completely new goal, I knew that that was something that I wanted to continue to do in my house. And so this past year, I continued that goal over, hoping to hit a thousand things. I hit almost 900 this past year. And I think it's because I did a massive decluttering in 2022. So it was a little harder to do this past year. But when I was going through a lag of decluttering, it didn't feel like I was falling off of this wagon that I had set set out at the beginning of the year. I knew I just had to keep going at it because I had seen the progress that I've already made. Same thing, uh, it was in the fall of last year, or the fall of 2022, I started doing Spanish on Duolingo. And I didn't do it every day, but I am currently sitting at a 290-day streak, and it's something I'm proud of. It wasn't some grand New Year's resolution, But it is something that I can look back over this past year and be proud of that I continued on with. I started therapy in February of last year and I have worked through a lot of childhood trauma and through I've worked through a lot of anxiety and um, negative self-talk. And it wasn't something that I set out at the beginning of the year saying, oh, this year I'm going to go to personal therapy. Like, I set a goal when I felt like I needed to and then continued on through the year. So the point that I wanted to make is that if you make resolutions and you fall off the wagon, first of all, it's really common. And it, I think it's really hard to stick to goals that you set at this time of year. For two, maybe evaluate the circumstances that work best for you. I have talked to my sister who actually thrives in cold weather and so it wouldn't be unusual for her to want to set goals in the winter time when she does feel more of a surge of energy and excitement and happiness. And so if that's you, great. But if not, maybe evaluate a better time when you feel like you're more motivated and you feel the energy or even just if you have hopes for this year for yourself, rather than hitting them hard at the beginning of the year and then burning out, set small goals 
that you can work on and roll into bigger actions. And as an example that I know is really common for a New Year's resolution, exercising. If you are not currently exercising and you want to start exercising and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I should be exercising at least three times a week for half an hour, however long you want. Rather than trying to hit it hard at three times a week, you can say, I'm going to try going to the gym once a week because it's a baby step from working out, from not working out at all. And you can kind of work up from there. Going back to my podcast, and I can't believe how full circle this has come. I set out not knowing exactly how many episodes I wanted to put out at a time or what kind of regular schedule I would develop. And I just started recording when I felt inspired. And then I noticed that I was putting out two episodes a month. And so I let that kind of like be my goal was two episodes a month because I knew that that felt pretty sustainable. And after a few months of doing two episodes a month, I then felt more inspired to record and I had things that I wanted to do episodes on. And so then I ramped it up and I started doing it once a week and then I wanted to keep up on that momentum and so I just kept it going and I'm really proud of how much work that I have put into my podcast and it just started out very casually as something that I just felt like I needed to do. When I started decluttering, I didn't initially have a goal of how much I wanted to declutter. I just started going through, I would, I followed some accounts on Instagram and Facebook for minimalism and I slowly started getting rid of things. The things that were hard to get rid of, I just didn't push myself on and I moved on to something that was a little bit easier. And we had this big garage sale and I had a ton of things to get rid of and so I saw all these boxes leave my house and I felt so much better. And then I realized that I wanted to keep going. And so a a couple months after that, I started my goal of a thousand things by the end of the year. And I kept that momentum going. And I started it in the spring and summer of that year. And I was able to complete my goal for the year. And then I, I kept it going even longer. So you've got to evaluate how you best complete goals, how you are most motivated, when you have the most energy, and what kind of steps are achievable for you. If you want to start saving money as a goal and you never usually save money, just start putting away a $5 bill whenever you come across it. That's something that I saw on the Budget Moms account. She, she put away every $5 bill that she ever came across and she was using a lot of cash, that, so that worked for her. Uh, something else is if, if you are feeling, the want, feeling like you want to go out to eat and then choose not to, you can put away that money that you would have spent eating out into your savings. You can just find little things like that so that you can work on these goals that you have and that you can make progress but so that it's actually 
achievable rather than setting a grand goal. Oh, I'm going to save a thousand dollars a month going from saving nothing. That's a pretty lofty goal. Come February, there's going to be a lot of people who are no longer following their New Year's resolutions. I don't feel like I'm an expert by any means on this topic, but I did have somebody just ask me on New Year's Eve. Uh, there was a bunch of us sitting at the table and he said, what are your New Year's resolutions? And I said, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. And this is why. Again, I don't think it's bad to have goals that you set for a new year or I, and I don't even think it's bad to reflect on your past year and how you want to improve in the following year. But I also don't think that you have to set a goal by New Year's Day and start it out. And if you miss a day, then you fail. And then you don't keep going. Because I don't think that helps anyone make progress. So I wish you all the best in setting goals for your year and reviewing how you are motivated and finding the ways to achieve the goals that you want to set. And to finish off this episode, I have one more story of my chaotic holiday break. So while we were preparing to go to this cabin, we had a ton of stuff that we had to do because we had to pack all of our clothes. So I was packing from me and my two kids. We had a ton of laundry to finish because that was something that I would have been doing the week before our trip, but I was out of commission. And we had some cleaning that we were trying to do that ultimately ended up not getting done, really. And there were no baths at this cabin, only showers. And my kids don't really take showers yet and so I wanted to make sure that they at least had a bath before we left just in case the shower thing wasn't going to work for them and we were rushing around and we spent the entire day trying to get ready for this trip because we were supposed to leave so we threw the kids into the bath while we were trying to finish up our last minute packing and putting things together and the kids were happy and just like playing in the bathtub for a while and all of a sudden we hear one of our kids saying hey the water's turning green and so we go into the bathroom and we're looking and yeah it was kind of like green and I just thought wow you guys are really dirty and so that's what we said to them we said well it's just how dirty you guys were good thing you got a bath you know and so I reached my hand down to undo the drain and I'm going to go, I, I went to go wipe my hand off to dry it off from the water so that I could go finish a couple things while the water drained. The kids love to play while the water's draining and that's kind of like our transition out of the bath, right? And as I'm drying off my hand, my husband goes, um, I think our kid pooped in the tub. And I immediately looked down at my hand like, oh no, I have poop germs all over my arm because I just reached into that water. And all I could do was laugh because I was thinking to myself, of course, like out of all the days for one of our kids to poop in the tub, 
it's today when we were already trying to rush to get out of our house. We basically had been working the the entire day to do the laundry and to pack and to clean up and to plan and just everything that we had going on. So we were already super busy and still had a lot to finish. And the place that we were going was about a four hour trip. And at this point, I think it was already four o'clock in the afternoon, maybe even five. I can't really remember, but it was pretty late. So we knew that we were going to be getting to this cabin late in the evening past our kids' bedtime. So we just laughed at the absurdity of the situation. So then we had the kids stand up in the tub and we had to, you know, rinse them off to make sure that they didn't have any poop on them and to clean them off. We had to rewash their hair, the whole shebang. And so we got them dressed, but now on top of everything I was doing, I then had to also scoop poop out of the tub into the toilet. And then I had to sanitize all of the bath toys and sanitize the tub. And it added about an extra hour at least onto our time before we left. We got, I think we got to the cabin at about 9.30 or so. Luckily, with us leaving a little bit later, we didn't run into quite as much traffic. So I think we only had about a three and a half hour drive instead of four hours, but we were exhausted by the time that we showed up and the kids did not get to sleep that night until I think about 11 PM. And they normally are in bed going to sleep by 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. And then that night, my daughter, she didn't fall, she didn't actually fall asleep until midnight. And from about 4 a.m. until 7, she was waking me up periodically. Mom, I'm bored. Mom, I can't sleep. Can I get up yet? What's that noise? Mom, are you still there? You know, like new environment, knew it was hard for her, but I started off the trip with only about four hours of sleep and seriously thought that we were going to have to leave the cabin early because I cannot survive on little sleep, especially in an environment like that where you're constantly interacting with people and doing things. And luckily it ended up working out and the kids ended up sleeping. But that was kind of the the end of the craziness. All Everything that happened, like between the eye and uh, the migraine and throwing up and then Christmas and all of the festivities there and then the pooping in the tub and everything, all of that happened in less than a week. And it seriously feels like that was about a couple weeks worth of experiences at least. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, you guys. I am so excited for this year, and I just want to wish you a happy new year, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye.